Today's a very exciting day because we have our first ever The drum guest. roll fest. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying her name yet. No, but you but already I'm just, told I'm them just though saying, as a guest. Oh, okay. This is our first ever guest. Oh, fine, I wanted sorry, to do a drum sorry. roll. Okay, do da, a drum da, roll. Da, 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 da. <laughs> we we have our first <laughs> we have our first guest ever. And it's a huge deal for us. Um, first of many guests. And our topic today is going to be mental health. Yeah. in general oh, wow. uh, and we're doing this because just just October the 10th is mental health awareness and mental health awareness day and October is mental health awareness month in general so this is pretty exciting and yeah before we get into it I just wanted to give a quick recap of our last episode I think was about FOMO I feel like I should just be like a more like I should be aware exactly what our last episode was but I always figure it out when we're already rolling. Like I have lost I always figure it out once we're already recording. But yeah, so I don't know, episode number 18 or something. We're talking about FOMO and what it means, fear of missing out and like what it like stems from. Just And then we just, Karen and I kind of discussed like some general like long-term solutions to it. And I remember we said that one way to deal with you know, FOMO. One way we are dealing One with way it. we're dealing with it is like just getting to know yourself more, you know, know what you like and what you stand for and what you prefer. Just become more self-aware and then in addition, be comfortable in your skin yeah. so that, you know, you can, you don't do things just to, so that it can be said that you are doing them or just to fit in. And then we also gave like some, I don't remember, but we were saying that like there are also practical ways. Like if, for example, your particular weakness is that you always like to go out, you know, even at the expense of your grades or your money. And we were like, you know, you can give yourself a practical way to deal with it where you say, okay, for every five things I'm tempted to go to, I will go to one and just instill that discipline in that way. So that like while you deal with the more deep way of looking at FOMO, like while you're in that process of knowing yourself ETC, you actually are also dealing with the FOMO. Do you get what I'm saying? But yeah, that's what our last episode was about. Mm. And if you haven't listened to it, you can go back and you can go back even more and listen to the 17 before that. Um, but yeah, so uh, anything you want to say, Karen, before I introduce our guest? I, I remember texting you in the course of the weekend telling right. you about my FOMO. And you were like, oh, oh yeah. I don't think that's healthy. But I don't think that's really Karen, healthy. Karen is so deep. She was like, I feel like the real, listen, she's like, like I feel like eyes. the real FOMO is missing out on things God has for me. And I was like, that's a very good point. She like, rolled her eyes, I, I'm sure. I, it was an eye roll because I was, in my head, I was like, even that's not healthy. No? Yeah. She was like, I, well, I don't know if that's a healthy FOMO to have. And I'm like, is there <laughs> a healthy FOMO to have? There's because, no healthy FOMO. You no, know, let me tell you what entered my mind when you said that. The first thing that I thought was, then if I'm, if I have this FOMO about missing out on the things God has for me, it means I'm taking it into my exactly. hands. I'm taking the, exactly. you know, the whole it thing. It is. And yeah. fear is simply that it's fear. It's a bad spirit. It's like bad we're spirit. not supposed to have that. Right. Even fear of what God has for us. Right. You know? So yeah. it, it is a legit fear and I'm dealing with that as well. You know? 
Well, we're going to say a prayer for Karen at yes, the end of this episode. Do. And Amen. just wherever you are, just, you know what I'm saying? But I was also going to say, lastly, yeah. before we get to today's topic, but I was going to say, w- at the beginning of this year, in fact, my WhatsApp status is stride. I had to learn to say no to trying to do everything because of this exact FOMO mm-hmm. where I was like, I just, I just need to be doing stuff. Like I just, I just have to be cause, cause opportunities and God and na na na. And I had to listen to a message by Michael Todd about striding, which said, you know, it's about pacing it and letting God show you the steps to take as opposed, as opposed to like trying to reach and grab everything and actually not get anything done. But yeah, so um, you can listen to that message. Stride Michael Todd on YouTube. Now, to our guests, the reason why we're all here. Uh, her name. I wish you could see her right now. She's dancing. Like, she's excited. She's already in the Kitiwe mood. <laughs> so her name is Chido. She's from Zimbabwe. Um, she's just like positive and fun loving. And um, she moved here to study. I hope you're going to stay in Berlin. But yeah, she moved here to study and work. And yeah, she's going to, I think she's done a little bit of research and she's very passionate about the topic of mental health and she really loves to serve and just help in any way that she can. And we thought she'd be the ideal guest for this episode. So Cheeto, hi. Hi guys. (laughs) So exciting to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Do you want to tell us anything about yourself? said most of it yeah but um basically i think in short i um in terms of my family background i come from a very small family i'm the eldest of three kids and i'm the more immature one apparently oh okay both my siblings are very serious intellectual Mm -hmm. and um i've always been someone who's just um a lover of people and um I'm very motivated to start something of my own and hopefully um, help to tackle the issue of unemployment and also the issue of mental health in um, our countries in Africa. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the process of doing that. So cool. Yeah. So, right, before we jump into, like, the serious stuff... Oh, wait, were you done with it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have this notorious habit of just, like, interrupting people's (laughs) comments. Anyway, so... um, just a few like nitty stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So you're a beautiful chido. <laughs> if you were not a human being, what animal do you think you would? Oh wow! <laughs> I would be. Uh... Hmm. Does it have to be an animal? It does. Oh, what oh, would you be? A flower. A lotus <laughs> flower. Oh wow! And why? Why? I don't know. It's very <laughs> specific. So... I love it. Um, I think I have just a, a personal connection to it. I feel like it's um, also connected to just being very self-aware, and I just like how it looks. And, <laughs> and it smells really nice. It smells I've never smelled a lotus flower. I've smelled lotus yeah. perfume, so I feel like it's, really it's pretty close. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's all about energy. I just, I just cool, really cool. If you could be anywhere uh, um, instead of here mm-hmm. now, where would you be? Anywhere else. Really? I'm just home. Oh, just oh home Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. I thought you meant home in him Berlin. I'm like, wow, oh, no, no. are we what? terrible like, guests? Like home in Zimbabwe. Wow. Yeah. What's your, oh, what's yeah. your um, town in Zimbabwe called? Harare. Oh, okay. You're so from yeah, the capital. capital. Chino Ooh. and I went to the same high school. Exactly. But like, yeah. Over. They were not friends. Mm-hmm. She's old. Well, she's like, older. she was oh, years okay. ahead of me. Okay. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Let me hear us. Just hear us. Oh, I, I know. That sounded terrible. She just had to I smash made that seem, I made it seem like running. you were a teacher. I yes. made it seem like she was a teacher there. Okay. Um, all right. Okay, yeah, we can go ahead then. Thank you for your great questions. Uh, oh, sorry, answers. And yeah, let's zoom right in. Okay. Yeah. So, um, tell us, um, what, what makes you so interested in mental health? Okay, well, my interest in mental health started when I was um, 15, because when I was um, in high school, I had um, my own personal experiences with um, depression, and um, I'm only able to be a bit more vocal about it now, but yeah, I had uh, quite significant um, issues concerning depression at that time and so I just started to read more about it to just understand okay why do I feel like this what is going on and so um, I got into my own personal sort of research into what is mental health the different forms of mental health and illnesses I know most people just talk about depression but there's so many different forms there's bipolar schizophrenia there's ADHD I mean I'm sure we'll talk more about that um, but then it really interested me and um, it saddened me that there's a lot of people, especially in the African context, who are, who do face um, similar issues of depression. And it's just never really a topic that is focused um, on. In, in Africa, we just talk about the issues of poverty, mm. economy, economical issues. Um, there's never really a, a, an intense focus on what about mental health and how poverty and... Um, just the general lack that's in most African countries can affect us um, as individuals in terms of how we view ourselves, how we um, view the world and our capabilities. So I just really got interested in, in the topic. From then. Do you guys have any idea why that is or any opinions? Like, why is it that the continent doesn't, like, even to some extent acknowledge mental health issues? Or focus, let, like, let alone focus on them. Do you guys have any opinions on why that might so be the case? So for, for forever, for a long time, we didn't have, like, any focused studies into it, you know? Like, it was just, you'd see the worst forms of it, a madman just, like, walking. I'd say a madman, like, somebody just, mm-hmm. um, um, oh, what's it called? All right, a schizophrenic person mm-hmm. walking around probably with tattered clothes and yeah. dirty stuff and everybody trying to run away from him because oh, yeah. he's saying crazy stuff and right. trying to run after kids. Yeah. So everybody, like nobody wanted their, their family member in that situation. Like it's covers, once somebody out of the family comes up with that, like everybody is like, ah, like everybody wants to just stay away from them them, don't want any association whatsoever because for a while people also knew that they ran in families so it was a very stigmatized issue like it's there like don't even talk about it sometimes they carry you away and hide you in a a village um, medicine man somewhere or Mm. where they're actually psych clinics they take you there and nobody wants your name mentioned Again, like a, like a like kid taboo, who got pregnant, exactly taboo. taboo. Like there was the only um, real cause that so many people knew about it was that it was like spiritual, or it was like a curse. Yeah. You know, right. it right. was a curse. Yeah. They just called it that, and then the, like no further um, 
investigation. Investigation was that into it. Right. You were hidden away. Case closed. If you got better, you could like slowly sneak back into society. If you didn't, then you were forgotten about. Literally, you know. And um, yeah, so it just it it just went on, went on. I remember recently, about two or three years ago, in um, in my country, there was um, there was a case where a woman was found um, like wandering in the streets, like in a market complex, Mm. and people just. I think she went to take food or something, or went to say that she was from blah blah was looking for her family and people just attacked her because they thought she was they actually said she was a witch you know Mm. she this was a woman who had a mental health issue and had wandered away from uh, she had actually traveled in from i think canada and had traveled to cape coast and had um gotten like um had been triggered by something and had found herself walking all the way from one like big city like from dresden to Mm. berlin and then uh she got there and like had lost all sense of self didn't remember who she was didn't remember her name didn't remember her her children nothing and when she went and approached this person all they saw was mad and just went for her Mm. like it was crazy and it was all over the news and Mm. because it was in the news uh somebody like went out to her and said, nah, this can't be. Like, you're a grown woman. My mom, like, you know, I have a mother, I know, I want to find out more about this. Right. So they took her to the hospital, and then with giving her some, like, um, fluids and stuff, she kind of started to regain sense of self and right. all that, and started to say, oh, I have I have about two children, I have no idea where they are and all that. So this person thought, just went to look out for her children, or for, in whatever way, and found them Outside the country, and everybody like all these people who had attacked her and all were like, of course, like shy yeah. or like, but then nobody nobody was arrested or anything. But the general thing was if you're if you have a mental illness, somebody has cursed you or you 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 don't you just don't deserve to be in. So like nobody wants any association. Right. Nobody wants to know so much there is there is the like mental i think i don't know if like scientifically you can classify it but there's mental health as like mental health illness in this sense where someone is visibly out of it Mm -hmm. but there's also mental health illness like things like depression Mm -hmm. which are you don't go crazy anxiety you don't you don't start eating out of dustbins or whatever so it's not like so immediate where people can already see it and be like that's not normal um, we're going to ostracize you. Mm-hmm. And so you have a lot of people in, like, on our continent, especially, who yeah. struggle internally with a lot exactly. of things. And I suppose that's what you were referring to, yeah. where it's like yeah. you struggle with just getting out of bed yeah. or, yeah, anxiety, like you've mentioned. And it's like, why do we not acknowledge that as well? Like, why do we, as a continent, maybe I can speak for Zimbabwe, especially, yeah. like, it's not a thing. Like, yeah. oh, she's depressed. Like, yeah. really? It's not a thing. And I wonder, could it be that maybe like it's because the poverty you mentioned, Mm -hmm. those are imminent issues. Mm -hmm. So we don't have the sort of like the space or the energy to now also worry about depression when there's a cholera outbreak or when there is HIV and AIDS to deal with. Is that There's no cash (laughs) in Zimbabwe, you know, is that, could that be the reason why it's not talked about? It's not acknowledged. It's not a thing. Mm -hmm. Or could it be cultural? 
like as well like what Karen is saying where what is it associated with maybe like I I would imagine depression on a man in our in my traditional Shona culture it's probably associated with weakness mm-hmm. if a man is just like I'm not I'm out of sorts right now so it's not acknowledged I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know uh, it was interesting I, saw, I read an article by this Kenyan writer and he was saying um, mental health illnesses are such a non-issue in Africa um, to the extent that we don't even have a word for it. Like, African countries don't even have a translation for what it is to be depressed. Or that I know deep. in our country, it's kufungisisa, but that's like overthinking. overthinking. It's not really a proper translation, but he was like, it's such, it's such a non-issue. We, we never came up with our, our, our own, own word for, for this ex, you know, state of just not being okay mm. mentally. You know, and it's sad. It's it's quite sad because, you know, as human beings, our brains are so pivotal. I, well, I would know. Maybe Karen, you would know more about it. But, but like, I feel like your head, your heart, you know, they're so essential to just being a human being. And I feel what you think about yourself, how you think about your life is so important to what you become, what you do in the world. And mm. if you are constantly thinking these thoughts of being negative and or you have a proper mental illness like schizophrenia and you don't even understand yeah. what's really going on. There's some people who have bipolar in our, our, our countries and they may not even know what it is. We just know that, ah, that auntie there, when you go to her house, one day she'll give you fufu or sadza. The next time you come there, she hardly looks at you. She's not talking to you. She's angry all the time. And this is something that happens. Yeah. You think it's it's her personality. There's or it's demons that, or whatever. It's, it's actually a you know a disease. And right. People don't really understand. And you live like that your whole life. Then there's another issue of um, just the cost and accessibility to treatment, I think. I mean, I feel like now people do kind of understand some versions of, you know, different illnesses. Mm-hmm. What depression is. People know what bipolar is now. But I'm not too sure to what extent. But um, the now, the issue now is the treatment gap. Do we have access to um, the treatment that we need, the medication? Um, we didn't know much about it, but now we do kind of. But um, who's going to help majority of the people? People in the rural areas. I mean, we, that that's another thing. The cost of just getting to a therapist. I know in Zim, um, there's some rehabs. They charge you $600 per week. I mean, I think even for my family, that's, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Just so even if I was to be depressed, like these are things I used to think about when I was like in a state of just, you know, depression or just not feeling okay. I would think to myself, okay, my dad has to pay bills. There's Okay. Um, we have to buy a house or whatever. And then I come to them and say, oh, I'm not feeling okay. I'm just depressed. <laughs> I would just think to my, to myself, to, well, to say, my dad would be like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. My dad would be like, really? Are you serious? Like, you know all the stuff that I have to deal with and you want me to take you to a therapist and pay 600 bucks a week just for you to talk to someone to feel okay. Like, they, I feel like they don't, they wouldn't value that kind of treatment anyway in terms of culture. They'll just think we're wasting money on, on you just because you're not feeling okay today. Get yourself together and go back to work. Or, or you know, we've been there and you can just come, come out of it somehow. There's a lot of yeah. stuff to dissect in what you said because the first thing is like the gap, like you're saying. Yeah. If we acknowledge that schizophrenia or depression is real, mm. how actually how many therapists are even available? 
how many are even there and you know i don't see like my zimbabwean government or i don't know um actually you know taking time to have a commission that is set up mm-hmm. to deal with mental health and da 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 and making sure therapists are available to yeah. the people yeah. there's that there's that gap mm-hmm. where it's like even if someone has the money in the rural areas where do they find the therapy a- and then like you're saying it's also not a priority so I also know, like, I I remember when my parents were getting divorced, I was 15 Mm -hmm. and I was struggling to deal with it. And I wanted to, I wanted to see someone professional because I did not think that, um, I felt like it was, it was, it was affecting my schoolwork and all of that. And I remember there being a perception because my mom was having to do a lot on her own and send us to school. And like you're saying so many other bills. And I remember there being like a, conversation around my family sort of like bro we don't you're being spoiled like you don't need a psychologist and then this is the this is the statement that you can there are structures in our culture for you to talk to people so like in my culture specifically the father's sister is plays plays a very important yeah, role yeah. it's your tete that's what it's called right mm-hmm. and whenever you have marital problems or when you whatever you whatever it is you're supposed <laughs> to go to this person yeah. now this person is not professional neither do, do they or like you know do we know for sure that they know how to deal with depression we don't know mm-hmm. so it's like even if i do go to my tete is it going to help me but like the point I'm making is it stops there. My mental health or potential mental health illness is reduced or it's, it's not, it's confined to, you will deal with it within the family. You know, you will deal with it within this. We're not going to spend money on it. We're not going to acknowledge it as an illness and take you to a hospital. Yeah. Go talk to your aunt or go talk to your, your big brother. Yeah. That sort of thing. So, But yeah. um, did going to your auntie help in any of, way? Of course not. Exactly. It did not. No. Whatever, you're here and you're well. So in what way did it not help? It didn't. No, it didn't. I, I got myself out of Be- whatever I was because, going through. Listen, okay. yeah. Mm. I, I think, I think my, um, was my aunt aiming to be helpful definitely she Mm. wanted to help Mm. whatever it is that she did in those moments was her trying to help but she did not have first of all she whatever answer had access to did not have it in them to acknowledge that all of this that was happening could result in just a mental breakdown it as far as their minds are concerned the fact that i'm eating my fees is paid and my parents are both alive that that's enough you know you have the you have the core whatever needs of a human being so already this whole oh you're struggling emotionally you're struggling mentally they don't even understand it let alone are they equipped to tell me what i need to do to deal with it Mm -hmm. i definitely don't know either right Mm -hmm. so it's like yes i know the aunts are willing to help Mm -hmm. they're there to to they mean well Mm-hmm. But that does not necessarily mean that they have what it takes so to do so. how did you get yourself out of it since you say you got yourself out of it? Uh-huh. I, I have struggled with... I don't know. I, I would... I, I'm scared to classify it as depression because it was never diagnosed as that. But I've, I've gone through at least three spells of this in my life. Uh-huh. Right? The first one, the one I'm referring to, I dealt with it through rebellion. Uh-huh. This, is, this is... My aunt helped. And what actually happened was... 
I rebelled. Mm-hmm. So I, I went through like, I was like down, I was struggling to cope, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. What could have been solved perhaps through talking or through unpacking the emotions turned into me wilding out for two years of my life. That's what it actually turned into. So I didn't get help. And only after the wilding out, only after, I'm lucky that nothing irreversible happened, Mm -hmm. but only after that did I have my own crash where I was like, I can't live like this. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So that's what I knew when I say I got myself out of it. The aunts were there, but they weren't really helpful. Yeah. Right. So, um, generally like sometimes depression, like you said, it's a diagnosis, you know, it's, uh, you you can be like really, and usually the people who are depressed, they Mm. don't know that that's what they are like experiencing. Mm. Sometimes actually takes somebody noticing that, mm, Something's this is wrong because, like, it's a, it's a, we call it a vicious cycle. You're in this place where, right. okay, like, I feel really sad. Yeah. Um, I have to, I know that if I do this or like if I did this, it would help me. But rather, I choose the one that doesn't help. Like, I yeah. rather go and maybe smoke some more. Or, and it, like, it, it just, and after smoking, I feel even like worse. even worse. Mm-hmm. And then I get back, right. you know, it's like a, a rat, a, a rat thingy that you're not able to get off of. Right. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And usually it needs somebody outside the cycle seeing it and then stopping this thing and saying, Hey, we need help. You need help. Let's right. take you there. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I think this is what like, the African family tries to do, and even in uh, treatments or in managing yeah. um, these, whether it's a mild mental illness or a severe form, you know, like schizo, there's the it's a multifactorial approach. I remember right. that so well, yeah. and you can't discount the 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 uh, in contribution that um a well meaning well maybe well meaning is not the word where a good um family or social right. support does for that you can't cancel that as well, as much as it's not the only thing that is needed right and sometimes right at the grassroots where something is noticed like hey this girl who is like always chirpy and everything has mm-hmm. suddenly is suddenly withdrawn and yeah. it's not like yeah. coming out and all like can't bring her closer ask her mm-hmm. questions um you know but does that, that happen? For me, it did. Yeah. Okay. For me, it did because I also went through like crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. And my my parents noticed. No way. She can't say she just goes to her room. Like mm-hmm. what could be happening right. over here? Yeah. So it was difficult for them to drag me out of my room. But then they would come and sit and talk to me. Mm-hmm. Talk to somebody. Talk to us. Right. What is happening? Yeah. If you don't want yeah. to talk to us, talk to somebody else. We don't like seeing you like this. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. a lot of the time people just like run away from that, you yeah. know, or are afraid to address the importance, like the, the deep issues, because sometimes they seem that, oh, there was this guy in her life and he's suddenly not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they are not, they're afraid to tackle that bit, like to talk about, is it because of this? Like, they don't want to talk about that at right. all. Mm-hmm. It's like everything is under, um, it's so, hidden, exactly <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and these things can lead to that. But then a, a good social support is one of the strong uh, pillars in managing depression um, or in... any form of it, whether really mild um, um even like sadness that leads to, because it's also a tick, 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 boom kind of thing. You know, right. it's a small thing that's not like taken care of. Yeah. And then it goes, sometimes it's really not a tick, 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 boom. It's right. just a home, like a terrible hormonal imbalance 
well not hormonal not just hormonal imbalance sometimes it's a chemical imbalance that's just like manifest boom you know and really um you also mentioned you mentioned (laughs) where um it's just like hidden under this oh she's just demonized you know yeah like we can't also discount the spiritual aspect of it Mm. because it's it is it is real you know so and usually like like people who say oh yeah i believe in science because i see science like uh, blah blah and all that it it is real but because people don't know how it plays a factor in it they usually like discount that as well and Mm -hmm. it can't like if anything it rather causes more harm than good Mm -hmm. you know and um as much as you don't make it all about that you know, because even though it is that, it, it could be that it is also manifesting in this way. And it's um, that side of it must be approached as well as the way it is manifesting right. as well. So you don't say, oh, yeah, like I'm just going to go see a pastor yeah. and do, 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 and I'm fine. You know, yeah. you also have to take your medication. Like yeah. it's all you have to talk to your family. Right. You have to talk to um, the counselor. Mm-hmm. Like right. if it's there, like if we just settled everything on just having um psychologists or psychiatrists right for like the really severe yeah. forms yeah it would be it would be difficult because even here mm-hmm. even here in europe and in the u.s and in the uk yeah it's expensive mm-hmm. it's yeah. not cheap mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and with back home where there are only few and they right. are now training more you can imagine how Even much more, more expensive it would be and it's not to say that we don't need it or we shouldn't, but we should also see the factors that are less expensive mm-hmm. and um, capitalize on right. that as well. Like it, I, um, the part that education plays, like what we are doing now, you know, yeah. making the the society aware yeah. that it is real. Yeah. It's not something to be right. hidden under, okay. um, yeah, and like, tucked away and not spoken about. You know, right. it's very real. It, the part that education plays cannot be downplayed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was sure. just gonna say that um, about this issue of our families being well-meaning. Mm. I was going to say, I think a huge. The, the problem might be at the point of acknowledging it. So mm. you, you have given your example and you said your parents acknowledged that something was wrong that was not necessarily physical yeah. or, you know, I don't know, visible, right? But um, a lot of people have parents or social circles that are unable to acknowledge yeah. that education you know that. yeah education <laughs> okay i don't know if you want to actually share yeah, but yeah a lot of times yeah. the, it's the acknowledgement where the yeah. aunt that i'm going to doesn't realize or the, the whatever the uncle doesn't mm-hmm. realize that me Something sleeping about. all day is about my mind and this or is my where emotions. I, this yeah. is why i'm hidden on the part that education plays right in yeah. here because some, they don't know like yeah they don't yeah. know they don't know my parents are both or oh, are both health uh professionals okay so it was i think it was easier for them to realize that mm-mm, like we shouldn't let this this keep happening yeah. right you know but for other places where like if both um yeah like the maybe they have never been to school or they have been to school, but nothing to do with health or they've never had this like brought up. Yeah. You know, of course they would um, be quick to tuck it away and say, Hey, 
this is a white man's illness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. They say <laughs> the they have too much, the so they have like they have to busy themselves with other things, and right. so they'll say, "Oh, I'm sad. Okay, I'm yeah. depressed." Yeah. yeah. But here, you're sad. The sun is shining. Get out and get some sun and get back to like. <laughs> see, I know it's harsh. Right. It shouldn't be that way. So, like, yeah. education is super important as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yes. I was saying, um, mm. in my experience, I was very good at hiding the mm. fact that I had an issue. Um, and I, I never really spoke about it to my mom or my dad. They just ended up seeing that, um, because I was very, I'm generally a positive, happy person. So I pushed myself to think that if I just said the positive words, if I said the affirmations, then I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. So I would say all of that and try to go through my day. And my parents would assume that everything's okay. I'd come home, go to work or school, whatever was going on at the time. But I was never really open about, oh, there's something wrong with me. No one could really tell. They'll just think, oh, she's still the same. She's happy. I saw her smiling. Mm. She went to work or whatever. Mm. No one really acknowledged that there was never really something that was um, really uh, different or striking to them that, okay, there's a problem. I had to leave notes or um, in the end, they did see that there was a change in my behavior. And this only happened like later on. I was... Like I said, uh, in a depressed uh, place in high school, but they never, I, I was very good at hiding it. And then it's only like in my early 20s, mid 20s, that's when I just wanted to go out a lot or be with my friends most of the time because that's when my mom really started to notice that, okay, um, what's going on with you? But for majority of the time, I was very good at hiding it. And no one in my family really could see that there's something mm. wrong here. Why did you so, feel um, like you needed to hide it? Uh, because of the stigma as yeah well. that's Just it. feeling like no one would take it seriously and in my country well in my you know in, in Zim anyway you know how people call um some people musaladi yeah like a, a blonde posh whatever. yeah um, so when bougie, i used yeah. to work and even in our family people used to call me actually you know like you're just you know but you know you're the Dumb the goal with everything, yeah. Yeah, just spoiled. assuming that you know you're yellow, yellow bone, mm-hmm. you're this, you know, and so I just felt like if I was to say this, it's just another thing. Of, ah, now you're saying you're depressed, you know, it's just another thing that they'll just assume. Could yeah, I keep saying that word, but yeah, yeah, they'll they'll just assume that you know Chido is just being blonde, she's just being extra or whatever. So I just felt like let me just not say anything to anyone and try and deal with this by myself so that's i think i spoke to this about about this with karen when i met you last time mm-hmm. that you know you need your own personal sort of routine um to just get you to get yourself right mentally emotionally mm. so like every morning for example i wake up and i i try and just go through i do what's known as the um mirror exercise where you basically say three things to yourself in the mirror you say chido i am proud of you for mm-hmm. Chido I forgive you for or Chido I commit to you that oh. so it's just it really helps you to kind of like, like open that. up um, right. it's not just saying affirmations I really t- try and take time to really unpack what am I really going through um, I've had um, a lot of time the past three years to really do various exercises that I feel really help me personally I wouldn't say it's, it will work for everyone but I feel like since there's a treatment gap not all of us can afford to go to a therapist um, I was. I feel like we're privileged to have the internet. There's various things that you can yeah. get from the internet, so that really has helped me a lot to kind of deal with my own issues and get out of it and be honest with myself. I think 
honesty and truth is really important, you know. And I mean, it's there in the Bible that, you know, the truth shall set you free. So when you start being honest with yourself first about where you are at, how you're feeling, it makes it easier to really unpack what's going on in your mind, your heart, to really see where am I feeling broken? Where am I feeling not okay and why? I have to write everything down. There's even another exercise they call, um, what is it? Um, I think it's unpack the lies or something, expose the lies. So you have to write down everything you tell yourself in your mind. Lisa Nichols is your bestie. I can see. I can see. (laughs) Okay, but keep going. Right. She helped me a lot. I I had to write down. I I think I had five pages. And she was like, I had like ten pages or something. Mm -hmm. So you write things like, I'm fat. Or I'm ugly. Or uh, I'll never get married. Or um, I don't know. I'm an alcoholic. I don't know. Anything that you feel you say to yourself or other people have said to you. And then you just replace that with... And she says, use your red pen to write the truth, mm. you know, whether you believe it or not. So when you say, I'm ugly, you say, I'm beautiful, I'm a child of God, I'm confident, I'm whatever, you know. And then you keep training your mind. You have to basically train your mind um, to reprogram it, to think about what is positive, what is true, until you really, you know, believe it. Because it's also about believing what you say. Mm. That's why it, earlier I said, it's not enough to just say affirmations. And you don't believe it. You have to believe it. And you need to train your mind to get to that point. So, so cool. That really helped me. You I know, about this right and thin that you're talking about. Yeah. I, I also listened, like, before I got onto my preaching podcast uh, yeah. and uh, YouTube you're videos and all. I, no, I I started with watching motivational videos. And yeah. Le- Lisa was one of the people who pop, popped up. And so mm-hmm. I, like, I listened to her a lot. Yeah. She and Ianla. Oh, yes. Ianla Vizant. And <laughs> I loved She's her. Powerful, I loved yeah. her. So I think Yanla led me to Lisa, and mm. I loved Lisa. Yeah. But I would actually write it down. Yeah, I had a placard. Oh, I still have it, like in front of my writing desk. What, which I would see every time. Every time I sat behind it, and mm. I would write it on my door. Like so, if you enter my room right now, you'd see affirmations like written there. It's the, it's the last thing I see before I leave my room. I don't want to forget that. Yeah. You know. It's so important. Yeah. I just want to say that it's really important to acknowledge that to yourself, that it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's where the strength or even the humility to look for help, even on the internet, comes yeah, from. Exactly. You know, um, when you... Uh, this is my weakness, is that I don't... I genuinely, a lot of the times, just... I am in denial about myself first. So even if my mother wants to help me, even if anyone wants to do anything about it, my biggest problem was that I would always hate myself for not being okay. I'm angry at myself. Like, why aren't you okay? Why can't you get up? Or why can't you do this? Mm -hmm. And it's just important for you, whoever who's listening, or, you know, just in general, it's okay to not be okay sometimes and it's okay to go through whatever it is that you're going through whatever it is that you've been through and no one is holding it against you god certainly doesn't you know it's not it's not a sign of failure it's not a sign of um i don't know like you're incapable or Mm -hmm. it's okay it's perfectly okay and i think only from that you know for, for me at least from that space of I'm not okay and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Was I able to find the strength to then find Lisa Nichols or mm-hmm. to then even pray about whatever it is that I was going through and to then reach out to whoever I needed to reach out to. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I think any like last finishing words. You before know, in we Australia they actually have a not okay day. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's just in Hillsong Church, but I think it's a national thing. Not okay day, like to actually check on people and not like to find out, hey, are you yeah. okay? Or is it are you okay day? It's something yeah, so. like that yeah, Australian, are you okay? Yeah. So to actually find out, you know, and there's this thing that I see on the internet, and I I, I was like, man, that's so true. Yeah. Check on your strong friend, mm. you know, mm. that that person who is always like, um. Always the strong one. Yeah. Always the strong one. Always like the one um to give you um help when you need it. Always the one that you can go to and cry right. to yeah. and all that. Check on that person as well because they also like nobody has it all together. Nobody yeah, ever does. Sure. And it's not like being their faces with Are you okay, Roba? Like yeah. oh try like like trying to force something right. to be there when it isn't there. But to actually just um give them some concern as well. So yeah. I think that can be like our gem of this week mm-hmm. that Check on your strong friends. Yeah, check, yeah. Really. Um, it's important. And it's, I think when you're a strong person, it's even more difficult for mm-hmm. you to reach out yeah. because you, you yeah. just, um, you think it's not okay. You think you're not supposed to be weak. And I just wanted to say, okay, I, I guess I've slipped into the gem of the week, but um, something that was very important for me to realize is this verse that I always forget where it is, but um uh, those that walk, uh, th- those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Isaiah they will, 40. right. Mm. They will mount up their wings as eagle. They will run and not be weary and yeah. they shall walk and not faint. Teach me Lord, whatever to wait. Right. I'm, I'm actually quoting the song, but anyway, I used to understand that as, you know, when you're someone who's strong and waiting on God and your faith is in the right place, it means you actually never get weak. But then I had to ask myself this question of like, what does the word renew actually mean? Like, when do you renew a passport? For example, it's usually either when it has expired or when it's out of pages or when it's, you've lost it. Right. Mm -hmm. So just that gave me a new revelation that God himself is not expecting me to always have strength. He's not expecting me to always be strong. He knows that at some point, much like a passport, my strength will need to be renewed or I might lose hope or I might lose whatever sight of where I'm going, you know? And in those moments, he, he has a solution. He he's there. And in Corinthians, he says, his strength is made perfect in my weakness. So I don't have to carry this on my own. I don't have to, um, I don't have to be strong on my own. You know, the thing about Eagles is that, um, they don't, they don't, uh, soar because of their own strength. They soar because they know how to glide in the wind, Mm -hmm. you know? And in the same way, you need to be able to glide in God's strength. You need to be able to move with that. So I guess that's our gem of the week. And some closing words from... Um, From me? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think what's also important to know is that uh, with mental diseases or illnesses, if you're going through something and you have started some form of treatment or you always wonder why you get better or feel better and then you fall back into it again you have to just understand that it's a it's a process mm. it's an ongoing kind of process that you have to just um <clears throat> keep looking into whatever it is whether it's a routine or treatment or medication you have to just you know take it and stride that it's it will take some time to get out of that um feeling or phase mm-hmm. and it may come back again so you just have to what i've learned is that you just have to try and stay dedicated to whatever it is you're doing to stay in your 
yeah. happy place, but to also do what needs to be done to kind of unpack whatever the the nasty things are right. know, and why they, they keep coming up, you know, because it means that maybe you need to readdress something again. Right. Um, uh, and it may, it may even be something that happened a long time ago. Yeah. Most of the things that affect us now happened when you were younger, like seven or eight or whatever. Yeah. And to also acknowledge that even though the state in Africa isn't so great when it comes to mental um, health, awareness or whatever, there are things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Like in Zimbabwe, there's the Friendship Bench. That I really like uh, what they're doing. It's like a an evidence-based There's project. There's something new if you're in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Friendship Bench. Friendship Bench, guys. You need to go there. Mm-hmm. It's like an outdoor therapy that's done by lay social workers. And they... I like them because they're focused on people who are from high density areas. My so, closer yeah. ones are that there is a part two to this. Look out for next week. Okay, so thank you so much, Chido. Um, and yeah, tune in next week yeah. and review us, like us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and yeah. All right, ciao, ciao, ciao. I just really can't explain So when they ask me how I made it I'll just point and say it's you Cause I'm standing here today Cause I've been delivered by the truth Also in the name of Jesus I'm free. Oh.